0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything Podcast. My name is Emmett Mann. Rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast platforms and on YouTube. Like, thumbs up. It would be muchly appreciated. We continue our look into all the prospects. Not prospects, I guess. Well, they are prospects in a way (laughs) for the head coaching job with the Toronto Raptors. Now, this name is one that I'm very excited about. Joining me to talk about it, Jake Shapiro of denversports.com and 104.3 The Fan, David Adelman. That's a name that I'm very keen on hearing about and learning about this man because he's uh, I mean, he's made a huge influence on the Denver Nuggets during his time there. How are you, man? How are things?
1: I'm good. I mean, obviously, everything in Denver right now is on fire from a basketball standpoint. Yeah. Uh, it's a really exciting time to be a basketball fan living in Denver. And, I mean, I grew up a Nuggets fan. Now I cover the team. So it's pretty wild to come full circle. And I was talking to Nicole Jokic about this uh, in L.A. the other day. And he's like, yeah, man, I remember – When I used to play games in front of the crowd, you could hear literally a pin drop. The sneakers sneak the ball, bounce at ball arena, wherever you were sitting. And I was like, I remember that too, even from the upper bowl. Um, And now it's just, you know, I I was in LA after game four and you have Nuggets fans at Staples Center crowding the first row, first few rows of the stadium, chanting, let's go Nuggets. It's like the Nuggets, this is not supposed to happen to franchises like the Denver Nuggets. So it's a wild come up and it's really cool to see Uh, a real team be built over the course of a couple years. And it's to the credit of not only the superstar athlete, but also the fact that they've had such good coaching for a while and they've trusted this process.
0: Doesn't matter if it's Miami or Boston, the Denver Nuggets are about to win an NBA title. In my opinion, if everything goes according to plan, Stay healthy, all that stuff, which has been a problem. We were talking before we recorded. Like I've been waiting for the Denver Nuggets to just get get healthy, get Jamal Murray back, get that core together, and watch them work. And it's been so much fun watching them grow. And you can tell that they're wired a little bit differently this year than they have in previous years. The goal is a championship, and you can hear it. And I felt the same thing with the Toronto Raptors too. You could feel it with the team, their aura. Before that, you know, they had their runs here and there and they got to a conference final, but it didn't feel like they were gonna they were ready for that, that that moment. But in yeah. that Kawhi Leonard year, you could feel it. And this year with the Denver Nuggets, based off what they're saying, I think they got it.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you how much I called my shot on this. Uh, I'm getting nice, married nice. this summer. Uh I'm getting married this summer. It's gonna be awesome. Smooth. But I told my fiance who's a huge Nuggets fan, and I said, Hey babe, we cannot get married before the middle of June. Like we got to get married in <laughs> July. Cause if there's a finals game on the night of our wedding, neither of us are going to be paying attention to us. Like it's about <laughs> us, but we're such big Nuggets uh, yeah. followers. That it's, uh, it's funny. But no, like there is that or around this team. It felt like because of Jamal's injury, there has been a certain part of this window, this contention window that has been robbed from the Nuggets. So yeah. I don't know how long term this is going to be, but the Nuggets have never even been to an NBA finals since coming over from the aba so even to get to this point is incredible and i started feeling like this team was really really serious around christmas uh they beat the phoenix suns in a christmas game aaron gordon had the dunk of the year uh and, and you're just starting to get this budding aura and then they come back on new year's day and they beat the boston celtics pretty handedly they had some big wins around that stretch and then come about mid-March, they just turned off. They just said, hey, we're going to relax. People got nervous. And then sure. game one of the season against Minnesota, they were right back to where they left off. And they've had the they had the rare ability in sports to turn it on and turn it off. And, you know, you said it doesn't matter who they play between Boston and Miami. Man, I think it does because Boston would have home court. Miami um, would not. I think the Nuggets might win either way. But I'll be honest. I mean, the Nuggets are 20- I think they're now 23 and one against Western Conference foes when Nikola Jokic plays at ball arena. And that one loss came in a game where Michael Porter Jr. did not play in. So the Nuggets mm. are. One beatable at home um whether it's altitude whether it's the fans I don't know but they just have another level so them getting that home court against Miami would be huge and that's how they've rolled all year P- teams have rested guys against the nuggets teams yeah. have been scared to come into denver and really give it their all because the nuggets are just such a beast at home
0: we're going to get to this raptors side of it in just a second but just on a few things that you you said one lebron james if he's the one after being swept for like, i believe the second time in his nba career and he's saying that you know it, yeah, sorry, third time. There you go. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one on the podium saying that, you know, AD and I were just talking and we're thinking that this is the best team we've faced since I got to LA. That means something. He's saying that things like Nikola Jokic, him and I have a have a kind of a mind that's very unique in the NBA, and that means something. Also, with uh, the home stuff, yeah, I I understand that. I also, and this is what's been so impressive about them, is that game in, game out, we've seen the same effort. That means a lot. I mean, maybe there's a game here or there, but how they you know, came back against Phoenix, what they did in L.A., they're built for it. They're ready for this moment. They're taking every single game so seriously. And so that's why I, I like the idea of them being able to, you know, even if they don't have home, co- home court advantage against Boston Celtics, um, one, Boston has not shown up every single game. That's why they're in this mess right that they are in right now. Maybe they do come back and win the Series 4-3. I don't know. But they aren't a team that shows up every single game right? And when things get tough, they tend to crumble. They're not mentally tough. And from what I've seen from the Denver Nuggets, this is a mentally tough team.
1: Yeah. And that comes from the coaching staff, to which we're going to get to, you know, David Adelman has been a part of this coaching staff for a while, but this is the only franchise that's overcome two, three, one deficits in the same postseason. It's Mm. largely the same core and the same staff. These guys also went onto the road and beat Utah a couple of years back with seven players, like the day after the trade deadline, because they didn't have anyone available. They've had a couple of these wins that are just like, wow, this seems tougher than anybody else. You also recognize when you have two of your max players go down for season ending injuries in the same year that none of this is promised for the next year. And we have to make the most of it now. It's kind of yes. the message going yes. on. So you're totally right with the mentality. They've only had two lulls this postseason so far. The first lull was game two against Minnesota where they were up already one, nothing. And they yeah, were up yeah. like 35 in the game. And they were just like, you know what? This doesn't matter. Minnesota. We crawled coasted back. And- <laughs> we yeah, coasted. They they, they, coasted, they realized they couldn't do it. They left their foot off the gas. Minnesota got back in the game. Nuggets won. No problem. And then the other one, and this is funny. Cause I was talking to Bruce Brown about this and he's like, yeah, we felt like we, we didn't play our best in Phoenix in those two games. It's like the Nuggets could have beaten Phoenix in either of those road playoff yeah. games. If Devin Booker wasn't hotter than a literal sun, so sorry, sorry. like, yeah, so like, I, I don't really think they've had a serious level to your point, and and it's come again. This coaching staff has been maligned at times in Denver because they've had the two-time MVP the last two years, and they've done nothing with him seriously in the playoffs. They've won one playoff series. But you look back a little bit further to when they've had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., and this is an insane stat for you. Since they, uh, since that summer where KD joined the Nets and Kawhi joined the Clippers, yeah, the Nuggets have won four more playoff series than those teams combined. I believe it. Like, Right. So like this team has just been ultra successful and they haven't gotten a lot of credit locally, the coaching staff for continuing this success because of the pressure that comes with coaching who is the greatest basketball player on the planet right now.
0: I mean, being healthy helps. There's no doubt about that. The narratives, um, this is a whole nother topic, but the narrative about the Denver nuggets aren't that interesting. My goodness. (laughs) What a crock of, you know what? Okay. Um, That's another path. And that's, conversation to have one day, but uh, maybe that's not today. At the end of winning the Western Conference final, Michael Malone was on the podium and he said that, you know, David Adelman, he should be a NBA head coach. And that's the guy that we're talking about. And I believe it was Mark Stein. It was a week ago or last week or something like that. And he was saying that the Raptors kind of may know who they want to go with as their head coach. I don't know. Like, we don't know. No idea, but it does kind of lend you to believe that Chris Quinn, a person who was rumored with the Toronto Raptors, and also David Adelman, a person who was rumored with the Toronto Raptors, could be with those names. Why would the Raptors be interested in David Adelman becoming their head coach? A softball So there's a lot of
1: smoke here. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of smoke here, for sure. Um, and just to follow up, your guy from Canada, Jamal Murray, who we love in Denver, and by the way, he was rooting for the Raptors a couple of years ago to win that title. He was very oh, yeah. open about Um, Jamal loves Canada. Jamal loves that area. Uh, He said today, and obviously there's the undercurrent of what's going on between David and Toronto, um, that David's going to be an amazing head coach, that he has an unbelievable understanding of the process, and that even when things appear good on the surface – if something is like, oh, we're 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 getting away from something, you know, but it doesn't really matter that we're getting away with it because, you know, we're we're winning, so it doesn't matter that we're not following this principle. Uh, David doesn't let that happen, so you have to keep in mind that the Nuggets have an interesting staff to say the least. They have Ryan Bowen, who is a longtime uh, player in the league, uh, who's bounced around as an assistant a little bit. They've got Flip Saunders' yeah. uh, son, Ryan Saunders. They've got David Adelman, who's uh, uh, as the son of a head coach. Michael Malone is the son of Brennan Malone, who is a longtime assistant. In the There's a lot of nepotism going on in, in the Nuggets' staff. But a lot of these guys are just like born to be basketball people and born to be basketball coaches. And that's how David is. And he certainly has the brain to be a head coach. And in talking with everyone around the Nuggets, he is so respected. And it seems like he's the next guy up. Malone has a coaching tree already. Jody Fernandez seems mm. like he might get this Phoenix job. It's going to be close. He's the top assistant for the Kings who had an unbelievable season this year. Um, Chris Finch, Minnesota Timberwolves head coach. He's a Malone guy. And then you've got Wes Onsell Jr. with the Wizards. And if you're saying none of that yeah. sounds that good, it's because it hasn't been good yet. The fruits of Malone's tree yeah. have haven't been good yet. But I think David has a chance to be the best one. And you also have to keep in mind, he's only 42 years old.
0: It's going to be around for a while. Yeah, And the players love him. They really do love him. I mean, you mentioned Joel Murray. There's quotes from KCP. Um, There's quotes from Nikola Jokic saying that he's got um, a brilliant basketball mind. Things of that nature, that he's ready to be an NBA head coach. And uh, I mean, everything kind of checks out, especially with the influence he has had on the Denver Nuggets. And to detail that more, that's why I have you. What has been his influence on the Denver Nuggets, especially offensively? Because that's one of probably the the most miraculous aspects of their, their basketball style right now.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what happened with Nick nurse, but I will tell you the way Nick nurse is talked about here and around the league is he is one of the most respected head coaches in the league. I wouldn't expect David Adelman to come in and be as good of a head coach as Nick nurse day one. Mm -hmm. Does he have the potential to maybe be a greater coach in the long run? Maybe. Sure. You have to also keep in mind that everyone in the league right now is looking for the next Eric Spolstra. It's the hardest task in the league. Eric Spolstra's father worked for the Denver Nuggets. He was the GM of the Nuggets for a time. So Ooh. there are some connections with like Eric Spolster's path and David Allman's path, like how they kind of work out. Um, and he's a younger guy. And if you think about Spolstra's first year in Miami, everyone was trying to fire the guy, uh, because, and, and bring back, uh, Riley just to come down from the front office. And they stuck with Spolstra. They stuck with Spolstra through some of LeBron's demands. And he's turned out to be by far and away, maybe the best coach in the league right now. So Mm. will it maybe be challenging for the first year for him, particularly because the Raptors seem to be stuck in this middle ground right now? Yeah. But you look at what he's done in Denver um, what the Nuggets have done for quite a long time. People don't remember this now, but Nikola Jokic was a second round pick for a reason. Uh, Jamal Murray fell to seven in the draft for a reason. Michael sure. Porter fell to 15 in the draft for a reason. Aaron Gordon, a fourth overall pick, was traded to the Nuggets for you know almost scraps for a reason. The Nuggets coaching staff has developed these players just as well as the Nuggets front office has mm. found the correct people. So yeah. a lot of credit goes to David Adelman. And you talked specifically for the offense. Uh, David went, I think, 3-1 and one this year as a head coach, coaching in the absence of Malone, who had COVID at one point um, in December. And it was one of the Nuggets for playing pretty good basketball. And they started running some new actions with uh, D- David that they are still using today that they hadn't sure. used under Malone, particularly yeah. a play everyone knows in basketball. It's the Spain pick and roll where you're Brother. screening a screener and you're doing some stuff more creative. Well, if you're looking at a team that's, more set up to run the Spain pick and roll how about the best passing big man of all time a scoring guard and a 610 shooter in Michael Porter Jr who sets gnarly screens as well so you have the team that's perfectly positioned to run it for whatever reason the nuggets weren't running it before yeah. after that four game stretch they started running it they also did some interesting things when David Adelman um took over on defense uh granted they're the best on defense right now that cause that's the playoffs and they're locked in. But in terms of the regular season, a whole 48, the best uh defensive game that they played was against the Chicago bulls this year. Uh, And it was a game. I believe Adelman was responsible or partially responsible for the defense because uh Saunders was out with COVID and mm-hmm. they ran this trapping scheme in which is the same trapping scheme. They used to stop Devin Booker and Kevin Durant against the Suns. So yeah. Adelman's, I I don't know who's responsible for these ideas at the end of the day, but it seems pretty telling that the couple Mm of times Alleman's been tasked with stepping up, that there have been some new ideas added to the forefront that have worked out very well for the Denver Nuggets.
0: Yeah. I found the quote from Nikola Jokic. It was in my notes. I couldn't find it for a second, but he knows the answers. He reads, reacts. There's a longer quote, but that's essentially what he's saying. That's so important in today's NBA. I mean, we're watching these playoffs now and There's playoff head coaches and then there's regular season head coaches. And the playoff head coaches are the ones that can make those adjustments on the fly who are a step ahead, who see trouble coming and they're snuffing it out and they're getting their team ahead of it. That means so much. That could be the reason. I mean, we're in this day and age now where it feels like coaching is being minimized a little bit. But those are the ways in which a coach can help you win a series, win a game, win a quarter, when it really matters most. Um, So that's what... I mean, that's a great step for David Adelman. There's um, another drill that I saw that he was responsible for. I believe this was from Mike Singer's article where uh, it's a five on zero exercise The Nuggets put 18 seconds on the clock and disallow pick and rolls and don't allow anyone to shoot until the last five seconds. So that's an example where he's saying, I mean, pick and roll. It's funny. I'm talking about pick and roll because the Raptors just started using it like more so this season, once they got Jakob Pertl. Um, But they do that to, you know, with movement, with player movement and cutting. That is an action in its own way. And you're trying to get the players in tune with where should they be at every moment and where are the avenues. And we're seeing how successful Aaron Gordon has been with Nikola Jokic and uh, the, the cutting, the chemistry they have. I'm sure David Adelman had an uh, influence there too.
1: Yeah. And you're talking about that drill. Uh, you look at the Nuggets, and for people that are really interested in the Raptors, and I'm if you're listening to this podcast, you are watch the end of the nuggets lakers game game four obviously you know the two-man action with murray and Jokic is just unstoppable gordon calls them the best duo in the league there's a reason for it um but on top of that there are a lot of times in the nuggets system in which there's a jailbreak and they need someone to hoist a shot with five seconds left jamal murray is an elite shot creator and maker Nicole hmm. Jokic, the most famous shot of these playoffs so far is him hitting the most absurd shot anyone's seen one foot double step back uh, yeah. with Anthony Davis over him. Those are not plays. Those are just simply putting your players in positions yeah. to succeed and them coming through. That's the thing is the Nuggets are. Interesting in the sense that they do run plays, don't get me wrong. But they're a free-flowing offense because they have this guy who is Peyton Manning on a basketball court and Nikola Jokic, and mm. so the coaching comes across as more putting your players in position to succeed and letting them have the ability to create. Yeah. Um, and again, is that just Malone or is that Adelman? I don't know where one stops and one ends, where start, one starts and one ends. But it, it does seem again as though Adelman has had a pretty big impact on the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, And and specifically, he basically replaced the role Chris Finch had in Minnesota. And a lot of people were upset that Chris Finch walked away here in Denver and and took assistant jobs and then eventually got that head coaching job. Um, Adelman's come in here and turned up the notches and made this offense continually better. Uh, This defense has gotten consistently better. By the way, the Nuggets defense is fantastic right now. Mm -hmm. And they have found ways to maneuver their pieces smartly and what i say and you talked about aaron gordon okay aaron gordon we're gonna use as a guy to dunk to shoot these corner threes as a cutter and oh remember when he was a number one in orlando he has an ability to kind of be a point guard or because he's not a big deep threat sometimes aaron gordon is the guy who brings up the ball for the Nuggets so they can pull out the defense. yeah he's their
0: backup and five other- right now right
1: <laughs> yeah he's the backup center And he also sometimes plays a little guard. It's very interesting. There are no real positions on the Nuggets. And then Mm -hmm. on top of that, you you look at Bruce Brown, who was brought in here to be a three and
0: Bruce Brown. Sorry, love Bruce Brown.
1: He's unbelievable. He's fantastic. He's awesome. He's awesome. He said said today he didn't have any offers in the offseason, which is crazy because I loved him in Brooklyn. Um, but he 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 was brought in here to be a three and D wing. Well, Bruce Brown was drafted as a point guard, and the Nuggets knew that. Yeah, And Bruce Brown's been the Nuggets backup point guard all year long, which Yahoo, I love you. Please change your fantasy format and make Bruce Brown PG eligible. <laughs> that would have been nice for my fantasy <laughs> league. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, like seriously, Br- Br- like they yeah. put Bruce in positions to succeed and they found ways to make that work. So yeah. you have to recognize that the Denver Nuggets are a very unique team. They don't have like the, they do have the heliocentric player in Nikola Jokic, but he is distributing. He's not necessarily just taking the ball and going end to end and making, sure. you know, the Luka Doncic, James Harden type deal. So it's all the pieces around him that have to cooperate and collaborate with. Jokic. So it takes a lot of coaching to put these pieces in the correct spots.
0: Yeah. You mentioned positionless, and that has been the MO for the Toronto Raptors. First time around last season, the last season, last season, it went well, right? They got to the playoffs. Everything was good. Now this past season, not so much, but their identity as well is positionless. But I don't think they've got exactly in tune with that. They haven't capitalized on it the way that I would hope that they would. And so you mentioned Aaron Gordon, you mentioned Bruce Brown, and there's a quote from David Adelman saying that, you know, Jamal Murray isn't a point guard. He's a guard. Very big difference there. Huge difference actually. And I think we're speaking the same language with David Adelman. He's going to find ways to make the best parts of the Raptors, which at the moment, I mean, the season is over and uh, they have a lot of decisions to make like a lot. Um, But, you emphasize what they're good at and you negate what they aren't good at. And so much this season, the ball movement was not there. And you can definitely picture that once, if, if, not once, if David Alleman was to become the head coach of the Toronto Raptors, the ball's going to pop. It's going to move. You're going to see player movement. You're going to see cutting. And they need that so much. Like defensively, I think they're going to they're gonna be fine because they have the personnel. Again, I'm assuming a lot of these guys are going to come back. But even if they lose one or two, they're still going to be a good defensive team. That's going to be there, but they haven't capitalized, as I'm saying, on the best parts of each of these players. And that is probably their IQ. They're they're all very smart players, but why is it that I've been watching, going on a bit of a rant here, why was it that we're watching very smart basketball players not move on offense? That's been a problem for me. And that made no sense at any point this whole season. And I think that probably was whatever it was. I mean, was it was a Nick Nurse. Was it the offensive flow? Was it um, some mismanagement of players? I don't know. But I don't think it's going to be like that ha- if, yeah, I got to keep on saying, if, I'm getting ahead of myself, if he were to become the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Obviously, you mentioned earlier that uh, his father, Rick Adelman, coached for a very long time. What has been the influence on on David from his dad?
1: Well, you, you have to to take it back to where he grew up. He grew up in Portland and he went to, he was a standout high school player at Lincoln High School yeah. in Portland. Um, yeah. His father, for those who don't know who are younger, uh, coached two teams that went to the NBA finals with the Portland Trailblazers with Clyde Drexler. And it was at a time where people were saying Clyde Drexler was just as good as Michael Jordan. Uh, mm. So this is a guy uh, and his father who was able to get the best out of Clyde. and. Yeah to me the question with the Toronto Raptors bigger than who they should hire with their head coaching position is which of these candidates gets the most out of Scotty Barnes um yeah. because that's what's going to make the Raptors a great team for the next x amount of years is mm-hmm. can Scotty Barnes become that star we know Pascal Siakam's awesome he's an all-star caliber player but if you're able to turn Scotty Barnes into your number 1 which obviously has that potential that's yeah that's what you need. Um, so, when you look back to the father's influence on the son, of course, he gotten golden opportunity to get into coaching because of his yeah. dad. But he's also stayed coaching for a reason and has continued to accelerate mm-hmm. uh, in his opportunities in his career for a reason. Um, I think there's just a certain know-how with this nugget staff. Because of the connections they have, and I can speak to this more with Michael Malone than I can uh, and specifically, but the amount of relationships that Michael Malone and the rest of this staff have within the league is unbelievably hard to track because yeah. you sit there before the game trying to figure out how guys know each other so you can maybe get a good story out of it when you're at warmups. And hmm. all of the guys around the league respect and know everyone on the Nuggets staff because of their fathers and because of their sons. Michael Malone and his dad were LeBron assistants in Cleveland the first time around. Um, Michael Malone and his dad have at separate times been the coach or the assistant coach for Ish Smith. Um, so, like, there's just this respect that all these guys have and this ability that garners weight because, and I think this really does matter because when, he does get a head coaching job eventually, he's gonna be able to get assistance that make a meaningful difference because of his father, because of his connections, um, because he is respected. So I think these things really do matter. Uh, I don't know in terms of like, oh, I learned that pick and roll coverages have to be a certain way because of my dad. I, I don't know to the specifics, but I have seen close up that Michael Malone uh, flipping Ryan Saunders, uh, and in this case, David Adelman and his father that has given the nuggets, like a special ability to connect within the league. And it's also helped them get free agents. I think it helped them get Deandre Jordan. I think it helped them get Jeff green. I think it helped them get Bruce Brown because Bruce yep. Brown wanted to come here after Jeff green talked it up.
0: Yep. Yep. And that means something in this day and age. I mean, when the rumors came up, not the rumors, I guess the Raptors did technically interview J.J. Redick for the head coaching gig. And I'm not sure how much there was to that. I mean, we all know what Masai is doing. I hope we all know is that he is it's a wide net, but it's on purpose. Um, As he said at his end of season, that this is a new experience for them. They haven't been in this position for quite some time and they are trying to learn. Like truly, they're they are they're going to school right now and they're learning about what kind of talent is out there. That's why they went out to Italy to interview Sergio. That's why they have interviewed Steve Nash, JJ Redick. There isn't like if once you're open to feedback, you're going to learn and you're going to find out more. And that's I think that's what they're trying to do. I mean, when the Redick stuff came out, I think people were just like, what the hell are the Toronto Raptors doing? Um, but I think that's more what it was, is that you don't know. Maybe JJ Redick is that guy. Maybe he's ready right now. We have no idea. Um, But I just wanted to address that for a second because that does matter. Having people that are respected. Yeah, go ahead.
1: It's funny. You mentioned Masai. Where did Masai come from? He came from (laughs) Yes, yes, Um, yes.
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Like one of the worst days in Nuggets history until, you know, all of it was washed away was the day Masai left. Hmm. Um, And what's so funny is we still talk about this draft to this day because I thought it was going to be the thing that held the Nuggets back from winning a championship if they ever not won a championship under Nikola Jokic. The draft where Musai and the Nuggets knew, he loved OG Ananobi, and yet the Nuggets traded back to the pick right after the Raptors and let the Raptors get OG Ananobi, which, by the way, handed the Jazz Donovan Mitchell, and the Nuggets got Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon out of it. It was one of the worst moves on draft night possible. Um, so we still talk about that all the time and, and people around here respect Musai so much that you talk about the partnership with an executive that leads the organization and a coach. Mm. I think that would, it, you know, ultimately it takes both sides to decide who wants to be the head coach. I think that would give Adelman some reason for joining the Raptors because he knows the history of what Musai did for the Nuggets as well.
0: Yeah. There's a connection there. And uh, to your point about Nikola Jokic, it seems like David knows what he has in Nikola Jokic, and it's about how can we get the most out of him? Like when teams are throwing things at him, how can we challenge that and make sure that we're giving Jokic an alley? to ensure that he's still able to be productive on the offensive end. And um, I think that would really benefit Scotty Barnes. You know, I I want to see him more at the top of the key and, you know, there are cutters running around and he's able to make some decisions. I think that's important for his development. I think that's important for what the Raptors are eventually trying to be. And um, as you said, Scotty Barnes is probably the key here. You know, um, the, the past season, I think it showed us, I mean, flaws with the team, maybe, Maybe things go differently this year if everyone is to come back, but um, there probably has to be a bit of a switch of identity, a switch of team personnel, and you probably have to uh, loosen the rope a little bit with Scotty and just let him experiment. And David Adelman seems like a person that could really help Scotty uh, kind of level up a little bit in a lot of different uh, parts of his game and, again, get the most out of him so he can be that passing forward. He's not a center, but he's a passing forward, um, a point forward that's what he wants to be he wants to be a magic johnson i think david adelman will get him probably get him there faster than most coaches because of what he's already dealt with with uh, nikola jokic
1: Yeah. He's, he's learned at the foot of Michael Malone and Nicole Jokic and Nicole Jokic is a basketball, God, one of the smartest basketball people that's ever walked the planet. Uh, So anything he's could have learned from Nicola is going to be beneficial. And let's just like talk openly about it. Big, big, big wings rule the league. Like the Nuggets are one of the few teams that don't have like a big wing that is their best player. Um, So when you talk about Scotty, maybe being one of those players, it will take that passing ability and If he is able to be – I don't know if he'll ever be the primary playmaking hub, but if he's able to be a legit secondary uh, playmaking hub, then you don't need to go Mm -hmm. get a straight-up point guard. You can get more of a combo guard like Jamal Murray to be – the the leader of your offense the head yeah. of the snake so to speak uh and kind of co-run it with scotty which mm. gives you that ability to be more positionless with your basketball so sure. again that's why i say it comes back to scotty um it is uh fascinating that you have that Yaka purdle decision particularly with uh adelman yeah. potentially being the coach adelman loves purdle the nugget staff mm. loves Yaka purdle um no doubt it's fun though because of the way the Raptors Nuggets game here ended in Denver was with the portal missed free throws. And that was something that the Nuggets knew was going to happen. They um, essentially ran this play against the Warriors defensively, where they knew as soon as Draymond Green got into the action, they were going to foul him because it wouldn't be a foul away from the ball. Yeah. It would be on the ball and they'd send him to the line late and they'd have him miss free throws. Nikola Jokic brings that up in the huddle to the staff with 30 seconds left on the game clock and says, Hey, remember that thing we did against Golden State? Can we do that against Jakob? He can't shoot free throws. Jakob misses the free throws, Scotty gets yes. ejected. That was that wild game with the refs <laughs> and Fred And yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. It, yeah, that was the start of that. Um, <laughs> but I do know that the Nuggets have long liked Jakob Purtle. So sure. in the Nuggets really like OG Ananobi. They've tried to trade for him a dozen times after not mm. being able to get in the draft and they just haven't had the capital uh because the insane asking price um i'm not sure i I don't know where they are on fred but knowing scotty and in covering him in college because i covered the university of colorado and he beat colorado uh when he was with florida state in the ncaa tournament yeah scotty is the type of player that the Nuggets staff would love the the idea is though what can you turn him into and i think that's the question surrounding scotty and sure. you look at Jokic and some of those abilities, but you also look at Michael Porter Jr. And yes, he has this God-given ability to shoot, but they've also found a way to turn Porter into something he wasn't coming out, a two-way player and a guy who can get to the basket and put the ball down on the floor. He's a three-level right. scorer. now. Yep. And when you think about what they could do to Scotty and turning, you know, filling in the gaps of his game and taking his lessons from before, those are really interesting possibilities.
0: Yeah. And good you mentioned Yaka Pirtle. I mean, obviously they're not the same, uh, Jokic and, and Pirtle, but I mean, Yaka has been pretty open that, you know, my role in Toronto is different from my role in San Antonio because he was more of a hub for offense. You know, it was DHO screening, rolling, finding cutters, probably again. With uh, with David Adelman, we would see more of that from Jakob Pertl. And to, me, to be fair to Nick Nurse, too, like, you know, Yak comes in at the trade deadline. There isn't that much time. You're just you're, you're trying to make things happen. You're trying to win games. So I'm sure he would have done more of that as well had he been the, the head coach in this upcoming season. But I think uh, David Adelman, with his experience with Nikola Jokic, it's probably going to help uh, put that in place for for Jakob. Any closing thoughts on on David Adelman? This has been great, man.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just want to circle back to something we said at the top of the pod. Sure. KCP, Jokic, Murray, Malone. So many people in the Nuggets organization have gone out of their way to say that this is a guy that should be a head coach in this league. Um, They don't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. When Adelman won his first game, they celebrated it like it was a playoff win. They doused him in water. They went, jumped up and down. They really love this guy. And again, 42 years old. He's young, but also has a basketball lineage and has been a coach for a while because he didn't really pan out as a basketball player himself. He Mm. played at a high level in high school then went into coaching. So there are some interesting thoughts here because you look at how much of a disaster Joe Mazzulla currently is in Boston. He's 10 years younger and hasn't had, well, not 10 years younger, but he's like five years younger and hasn't had as much coaching experience as even a guy like Dave Adelman. So there's the interesting prospect of, this guy is young and we can grow with him and there's potential, but there's also the, he's the experience. He's experienced enough to get this head coaching job. Again, Mm -hmm. if they're hiring him, I don't think that they're instantly getting like their guy that they envision him to be in the future. Uh, So this might be a sign that they're thinking more, okay, maybe one more year without the playoffs, we're building towards something two years down the line, but that's probably the position that the Raptors should take with Scotty Barnes. The problem is you've got Pascal Siakam, who's already an all-star. Yeah, what do you yeah. do about that? Do you, do you just go full rebuild? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, yeah. So as you said, a lot of decisions. And I know Musai well enough to know that whatever David Adelman's getting into, he won't be surprised at what the path the Raptors are taking. They're not going to be you know, the mm. team that goes, oh, we're we're going to go for it this year. We're going to bring back Van Vliet. We're going to try again. And then Adam comes in here, and then they trade Van, you know, they let Van Vliet walk and then they trade Siakam or something like that. I would yeah. be shocked if that happened. So I expect there to be a great relationship. I expect everyone to respect him and to like him pretty much right away. And he's got that amazing ability because he's younger to respect and, and interact with younger players and also has the respect around the league because of his father. So I don't know if it's a home run hire, but in talking about it with you, it made me think, yeah, one day (laughs) this guy is going to be a really good head coach. It's just a matter of time. Is that today? I'm not sure yet.
0: Well, he's going to be adding NBA champion to his resume in a few weeks. (laughs) So that probably helps. Um, This has been great, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Learned a lot about David and for everyone. We are waiting for the Toronto Raptors to decide on their, their future um, that in terms of their head coach, in terms of what players are going to bring back, all the reports suggest that they still don't know they're in the same spot that they were in at the trade deadline when they decided to bring in Yaka Perl and they're going to go for it. Now they're like, yeah, but again, we have to decide what we're going to be doing uh, for our future. Are we going to rebuild? Are we going to uh, give it another go with these guys? Are we going to tweak it a little bit? We'll see. But in the end, we're going to keep on waiting. And hopefully David Adelman, uh,
1: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
0: And as a coach of the Toronto Raptors in a few weeks, put it that way. Thanks, man. denversports.com, 104.3 The Fan. This has been awesome.
1: Thanks, guys.